you're listening to the Televisionary Minisode. In this episode, Cody and I talk about two of our favorite TV shows that just might become your next TV binge. I just wanted to tell you that before we started recording, I ordered a bubble tea. Oh. And it was good, but it was, I ordered green tea and it arrived looking as black as black coffee. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, it definitely wasn't green tea. And I also ordered it with jelly in it, herb jelly. And okay. I thought that usually when you order a jelly, they cut it. I don't know if you've ever had bubble tea before. I have. Okay. they. I feel like they usually cut it up into like little squares, but it was just like chunks like golf ball sized chunks of jelly oh that's weird it was really weird it tasted fine but it was not at all what i was expecting or even what i ordered yeah that's weird was it from like a place that really does bubble tea or was it from like starbucks trying to do bubble tea I would love for Starbucks to try to do bubble tea, <laughs> and I'd love to see their version of it. But no, it was from a place called like Kung Fu Teas oh, okay. here in Austin, Texas. So if you're looking for a bizarre drink, <laughs> check them out. Yeah. Uh, the only time I've ever had bubble tea was in Macau, and it was a milk tea, which was also the first time I had had that. I like milk tea um, sometimes. See, I don't like tea, um, <laughs> but uh, there Hot was take. a lot of tea especially bubble tea and milk tea in Macau. I guess that's a a thing they do there. So I decided to try it and I didn't hate it, but it was not something that I felt the need to have again. I'm just weird about beverages though. I don't like coffee. I don't like tea. I don't like most sodas. Don't like alcohol. I would just rather have water. You've never really tried alcohol enough to like it or not. But that's the thing. Any (laughs) alcohol that I've ever tried, I have not been able to stand the taste of. That's true. I mean, So it's like, why continue drinking something that is abhorrent to me in hopes of finding something that I will like if all it's going to do is just make me lose control of my cognitive and motor functions. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Eat that. It is literally poison. So I think you're doing the right thing. I think so too. I love beverages. But more than, <laughs> more than beverages, I really love beverage containers. Okay. So, like, I love drinking out of cans. I think that's why I drink so much beer. And uh-huh. I also really love, like, I used to save... 32 ounce yogurt containers and drink out of those. I don't know if you remember that from when we lived together. I don't think I do. <laughs> I like I must Mason have blocked jars. that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. It is kind of gross. But yeah, and like sometimes at work, if I don't remember to bring a water bottle, but I have like a Tupperware container, I just drink out of a Tupperware container or like a bowl. Like <laughs> I really like drinking. Like a dog. <laughs> You just fill up a bowl and sit on the ground and lap it up with your tongue? Yeah. Cool. Anyway, (laughs) this is a televisionary, the podcast about the shows that shaped us. I guess we did already say that. We did, but people have probably forgotten by now. (laughs) I'm Elena Hillard. And I'm Cody Hoffman. And this is a mini-sode, which is a little bit different. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. That's not an actual song. That's something I was just making up right now, but I, it felt appropriate. It did. So anyway, minisodes are a little bit different from our regular episodes because on our longer, full-length feature episodes, you might say, we talk about one show for 
an hour-ish, maybe a little longer if we have a lot to say, and we discuss the broad societal impact of that show, the way that it really had an effect on the world at large, or on the medium of television, whatever it might be. On these mini-sodes, it's going to be Elena and I each choosing one show to talk about for a shorter amount of time, maybe like 10 minutes or so, but these are going to be shows that we both just love on a personal level that we want more people to know about and to watch, or they might be shows that had a very specific or more limited impact that couldn't really warrant discussion for a full hour, but that we think are very important to mention and are worth highlighting. And so yeah, we don't know what show the other is going to talk about. We are keeping it a surprise. So we are going to have some live reactions on this podcast to the shows that we are choosing. And I cannot wait for you to hear mine today, Elena, because you are not going to see it coming, but I am going to throw down with this one. Like, I am so excited to discuss this show who you aren't ready. I am, I have been racking my brain to try to think of what on earth you are going to talk to me about today. (laughs) You do not know, I promise. (laughs) I want to jump into mine first because I feel Mm -hmm. like I want to delay the gratification of knowing what yours is. Yeah, save the best for last, I get it. (laughs) That's so mean. No, actually it's just ladies first. Ladies first, age Mm -hmm. before beauty. Actually, you're older than me by like two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Yeah, it was uh, a hard delivery for our shared mother. (laughs) Yes, she was in labor for two full weeks. Sorry, bad joke. Okay, so the show that I picked today on the surface really has nothing to do with House of Cards. I'm assuming that we're going to Mine definitely doesn't either, so (laughs) that's okay. But the more that I think about it, the more that I think that they share a common downfall. Hmm. So the show that I'm going to talk about today is a show that I have watched multiple times because it's such good, juicy TV. This show is called Unreal. Oh, okay. Yes. I know you've seen at least some of it. I watched the first two seasons, I think. Okay. So Unreal hits like a really sweet spot for me because it is a show. First of all, let's just rip the bandaid off. It did air on the Lifetime channel, (laughs) which I know sounds crazy, but it's actually one of the most critically acclaimed shows that was ever on Lifetime, which is, I guess, not really saying much, but it did get two Emmy nominations, one for writing and one for Constance Zimmer, who plays one of the lead. She was nominated as a supporting actress, but she and another actress are the two leads of the show. That's Sherry Appleby is the other actress. But anyway, it is sort of a show within a show concept, which is something that I really like. I like things like that a lot. So I don't know why the only comparison I could think of in my head is when TV shows go inside of a human body. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not really the same thing. Like magic school bus style? Yeah, or like Rick and Morty has an episode like that. Um, And the Rugrats. Yes, the watermelon seed in Chucky's stomach. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Unreal stars... Sherry Appleby and Constance Zimmer as Rachel and Quinn. Quinn is the executive producer of a Bachelor-like TV show. And Rachel is the producer who is sort of under the wing of the executive producer, manipulating the contestants of the show to create good TV. So show within a show. I think everyone's following me at this point, I hope. Mm -hmm. I love it for a lot of reasons. That is one of them. I also 
love the way the show was sort of created. So it's a dual team of women who created this show. One of the women is Marty Noxon, who I know from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was Mm -hmm. a producer and writer on that show. She also has a little singing line in the musical episode. (laughs) For all the Buffy heads out there, she has a beautiful singing voice. And she's gone on to do a ton of stuff. She actually adapted a bunch of movies that I saw. One we saw cheap you you know the Fright Night remake? Yeah. We went to we go saw see. That. Mm-hmm. She did that movie. She okay. did I Am Number Four, oh, which I okay. also saw in theaters, which I don't know why. Uh, but more recently, she was behind Sharp Objects on HBO. She directed an episode of Game of Thrones. Hmm. So she's been around the block. The other woman is, I'm going to check my note here because she has a three-name name. Oh, uh, that third name. That third name. So hard to remember. Sarah Gertrude Shapiro is the other woman's name. She created a short film. Film that is kind of what the show is based on. It's about a reality show as well. And she also worked on The Bachelor. So mm. she drew a ton of like her own experiences and created Unreal. It is sort of soapy in a lot of places, but I think that the first season especially starts out so strong. I think it's very interesting. And the two women in it are just such dark, well-written women, in my opinion. I think that they are funny and mean and not always likable, which I like to see because I think that women so often in TV are not nuanced in that way. And I think that the two performances are excellent. They are both perfectly cast, in my opinion. And I just love the interplay of them together and then also just watching these contestants get manipulated. The thing that I think sort of relates to House of Cards is that I think that this show took too many turns too fast. I think it's enjoyable enough to watch this sort of playing out behind the scenes of like reality TV. I don't think they needed to like, you know, in season two, they cast a black suitor for their show. I think the show is called Everlasting. That's Mm. the the Bachelor type show that unreal the show within a show. Okay, and things get really political with that. And there's like, you know, a shootout with a cop and whatnot. And it's still fun to watch. And I still watched it through to the end. But I don't think that they needed to make those leaps as quick quickly as they did because I think people would have still watched and I actually read a quote someone behind the scenes was like people who like The Bachelor will watch the show people who hate The Bachelor will watch this show and Mm -hmm. I think that that's very true I think it's just fun and so yeah I think House of Cards did the same thing where it moved a little too fast at points it killed characters it got a little over the top and both are shows that I think are grounded in reality I think House of Cards in the beginning feels like, oh, this could actually be politics. And same with Unreal. You know, you watch it in the beginning and you think this is probably how reality shows are. And I think that that's true to a pretty good degree. Mm -hmm. But then it just becomes unbelievable. But still... It becomes unreal. Unreal. (laughs) Uh, Before I stop babbling, I did write down a quote that I wanted to read about the show. So Shapiro, one of the creators who worked on The Bachelor, claims that the show reflects what really happens on a reality show. Contestants come in and think they can beat the game, but it's truly an unbeatable game. You're virtually manipulated and charmed and edited beyond your control. Viewers think the contestants knew what they signed up for, but they couldn't have there's no way 
Mm, wow. Yeah. I've recently this year, as you have seen firsthand, become so enthralled by reality TV in a way <laughs> that I never have before. Mm -hmm. It's so fascinating to me. And so I guess that's like the final way in which Unreal really connects to me because it's I feel like I'm watching this insider look at what like reality TV is actually like and how it's actually made. And who mm -hmm. will really know if it is or not, unless someone wants to hire me to work behind the scenes on the reality show, which I would love to do. I'll run <laughs> run cables, you know. I mean, I'll do I it. would too, for that matter. Hit us I up know. at Televisionary Podcast on Instagram. Slide into our DMs with any Please job do. offers you want to give us. Hey, if you can't give us a job, give us five stars on iTunes. Yeah, you can do that. Write a review. Mm -hmm. Venmo us. I would love that. <laughs> I don't want to give out my Venmo I don't on the either. air, but Maybe hit we'll us up a... on Instagram and we can provide you our Venmo privately. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I like that choice for you. I think you have talked a lot about Unreal to me before and you're the one who convinced me to watch it in the first place. It definitely was enjoyable for me to watch, but like you said, it got a little bit past the point of believability for me um, yeah. during the second season and I just kind of lost interest and never picked it back up because I think I was watching it watching the second season as it aired if I remember correctly so once I was a little less enchanted with it by the end of that season I didn't resume it whenever it came back the third season does have some good moments it has a female suitor mm. and like male contestants for that suitor and so there's a little bit of interesting stuff there and I do not know her name but the actress that plays that suitor I love her in everything I've ever seen her in she's mm. just she has like a small part in succession and just like a ton of small roles but she's just good I don't know fun to watch cool yeah. all right cody okay what i is it? picked a show that i can't really think of a way that it ties into house of cards at all and not that every show that we will talk about on these minisodes will tie into the main episode for the week so don't get that expectation but it also doesn't really tie into unreal in any way but the show that i picked is very special to me and i think it has an interesting impact in both the television medium and the genre in which it exists and in society at large for our generation for the people who watched it is it blues clues it is not <laughs> but it is hey arnold i cody i'm not kidding i almost picked hey arnold did you really yes <laughs> I love Hey Arnold so much. It is my favorite Nickelodeon cartoon, favorite children's cartoon animated show. I don't want to denigrate it by calling it just a cartoon, but I just think it was so unique that there had never been a show that went to the kinds of places that Hey Arnold went to. Like, first of all, I did some research on this. Hey Arnold was the first Nickelodeon animated series to feature children, characters who were children, that were voiced by actual children instead of adults. Wow. Which I think you can tell the performances by those actors are coming from real kids. And that yeah. makes it somewhat more relatable for a kid, I think. That it's not just some perception of what a kid should sound like, you know, from an adult actor's point of view. It just really is kids. But one thing with that is they had to keep replacing them a lot throughout the course of the show because the boys' voices would change. Oh, so wow. <laughs> um, they there were like three different guys who voiced Arnold. 
Arsenal at one point. But anyway, I just think there are so many layers to some of these characters and some of the storylines that they got into. There's a character on Hey Arnold that I think is the, quite possibly, the most complex and nuanced character I've ever seen on a television (laughs) in a children's animated series on television. And that is Helga G. Pataki. She's my hero. Helga? Okay. So it's not ever really addressed with Helga that her family situation is sort of as terrible as it is. Like, you see all of the evidence laid out in front of you, but as a kid, you don't realize that Helga's parents are pretty much crap. She has this blowhard dad who basically ignores her existence most of the time, just totally consumed in himself. She's got this mother who is strongly implied to be an alcoholic, who is basically incapable of taking care of herself or any of other member of her family, except the time she won the mechanical bull riding contest to win the $500 so she could fix the car and drive her and Helga home. But Helga's home life is not good. And she has this obsession with Arnold, but also hates him. Her obsession with him, this is me just psychoanalyzing the crap out of Helga Pataki right now, but I think that her obsession with Arnold stems from this desire for everything that Arnold represents that she's not getting in her own home life. Arnold is everything that is good and right with the world. He is that person who cares about other people and so selfless and so willing to do anything to lift others up. And Helga's family is the opposite of that. I mean, she's got this sister, Olga, who cares about her, but it's just this perfect representation of what a young woman should be. And Helga is so not that, that it hurts her to see everything that, you know, Olga continues to be without even trying. So in Arnold, she's seeing all of the faults of her family are laid out because they are the opposite of what Arnold would do. And that is the reason why she both hates him and loves him. She yearns for what he has, whatever <laughs> spirit of life he has, because she has that void in her life and she sees no reason to be good around her. And wow. he makes her want to be good. But by pointing out the fact that she has no good in her life, it makes her despise him. It makes her realize how little she has. There's just such complexity there that the writers of the show probably never really even intended, but (laughs) that you don't realize until you are an adult and watch the show back, which I have a couple of times, because it, you know, it holds up even for a 28-year-old person like me. I really do just enjoy the show, even for all of the episodes where, you know, Helga got bitten by a monkey and thought that she was getting (laughs) monkey nucleosis, or the one where they just try to set a world record by baking a giant pizza puff. Things like that that aren't particularly deep or that have any sort of grounding in reality at all. It's so interesting to me that as a kid, you can just watch the show and enjoy all of that on the surface level. And then as an adult, you realize the motivations behind these characters' actions. You realize the reasons why they are the way they are, particularly Helga. But you also have things going on with other characters. Like you've got Oscar and Susie Kakashka in this tepid marriage that is not working for either of them and they continue to try to stick it out and make it work. And you've got Mr. Wynn who fled Vietnam during the war and gave up his daughter so that she could get out of this war zone. There are these things that are touched on that, you know, are so deep and complex that you don't understand as a child, but that have this resonance once you reach adulthood. And it's just a show that I think anyone can enjoy. And on top of all that, you've also got 
the show dealing with unemployment, with Lila's father, underemployment, with Torvald's mother. You've got, <laughs> you know, all kinds of things like crime happening in the city, and mugging and counterfeiting and gentrification and other things like bullying and nepotism and these misunderstood people on the fringes of society like Pigeon Man and Stoop Kid. Like there is just such representation of people all across the socioeconomic and political spectrum, just across the spectrum of humanity in general, that were never seen ever in children's cartoons before Hey Arnold. It just was not there. Yeah. And Hey Arnold shows that children can appreciate that kind of content, you know, even if you aren't totally absorbing everything that is going on, if you don't realize the gravity of some of those situations and you don't fully acknowledge how impactful seeing that kind of stuff is, you do learn from it. You take the bits and pieces and you form part of your identity based on the things that you see around you. And if you aren't seeing those kinds of things in your everyday life, in your real life, then you're seeing them on Hey Arnold. I think of where we grew up. I mean, I grew up in an even more oh rural God, setting yeah. than Elena did, but also, you know, a very small town with a very limited spectrum of humanity. Yeah. And you see a show like Hey Arnold, and in a weird way, that was my exposure to a lot of different things in the world that I had no exposure to in my real life. The diversity alone on that show mm -hmm. is like something rarely echoed today. Yeah. Like kids animated shows. Yeah. And I just think on top of all that, you have the main character of Arnold, who despite whatever unfortunate circumstances might have been happening to him, or the things that make him different, like his parents not being around, you can still be a good and decent person. And things that might make some people bitter have not affected Arnold's ability to care about everyone else in his world and in the world in general. He's just always about doing the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing. And while that does not sound like the most exciting thing to watch, <laughs> it sounds a little bit trite and boring, to be honest, but his life is presented as being full and as being thrilling enough that he becomes aspirational. You want to become like Arnold. You want to also find joy and fulfillment in lifting up other people and in doing good. And it doesn't mean that you have to have a bland and boring life or that you have to not get what you want or you have to sacrifice anything for yourself. In order to do that, your life can also be genuinely thrilling by being a good and honest person so well said. Right? Like, yes. you did not know all of that was there in Hey Arnold. <laughs> you had never thought about it. And I brought it to light. Oh Give me gosh. the credit now. <laughs> In defense of Hey Arnold. <laughs> yes, I absolutely think if you are a kid or an adult listening to this, which I don't know why any kids would be listening to this, but if you are, hey, thanks. But I absolutely think that Hey Arnold deserves a rewatch. It is just the kind of show that does not go out of style, hence why they are planning a reboot, actually, on Paramount+. Ooh, Plus. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I'll be watching that or not, but that is one reboot I would watch, just because I have I faith. I would check it out. That, yeah, I have faith that they can do it justice. But I just think that there is so much to be mined from Hey Arnold that you don't really even think about. Everyone remembers the let's all hold hands here on the subway because we've been stuck here in the dark for way too long song. You don't remember the gentrification and the nepotism <laughs> and the bullying and the mugging, do you? I have to just say my favorite Hey Arnold episode mm -hmm. is the Carmen episode. <laughs> 
I, I love sing that, one too. that song all the time. The bullfights and sword fights rolling in manure <laughs> <laughs> all the time. You know what song I sing all the time? Rats, we're rats, we're furry and forlorn. We live in sewers, love in sewers, and our hearts, and are, our hearts torn. are torn. <laughs> oh uh, Harold did have some good music too. Really did. Yeah. I have revisited it a bit. I'll occasionally just get in the mood to watch an episode, but I feel like the whole sound design for the show is really really good Mm -hmm. i remember the snow day episode really having such a sound to Mm. it and the music you know they did a really good job with it i'd like to now that i'm thinking about it would like to go back and just watch a normal episode and really listen to it because i think they make the city sound cool yeah and i think they use sound in a really smart way yeah I would agree with that. I think also they have such fun theme music. Yeah. There's such like a jazzy feel to it, which is so different for a kid's show. And Arnold himself is like kind of into jazz. It's just (laughs) so different for a kid's show's music. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Thank you. I thought you would appreciate that. I'm glad I did not pick it. I can't (laughs) believe that you thought about picking it too, though. I really did, because I was like, I know it's a show we probably would never have fully talked about, but as you said, for people our age, it's just something everyone relates to. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Was there anything that you would have said about Hey Arnold that I did not? Any observations that you made about the show that Uh, I missed? I don't think so. I mean, I love the boarding house as a setting Mm -hmm. for showcasing all of these strange tenets (laughs) but I also just relate to Arnold because he doesn't know his parents like as a kid Mm. just that's something I always was like well I don't really know my real parents even though my adopted parents are so amazing Uh (laughs) but you always just wonder you know and for Arnold I think his parents just had such a fantastic background when you do find it out Mm -hmm. that that's what you know any kid who doesn't know their real parents that's what they're imagining in their mind is like oh my parents are out there somewhere doing something really cool Mm -hmm. which is not true for my case but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I just always related to it from that angle but nothing I think you really touched on everything and Helga is to this day a character that I just relate to so much because she's so angry (laughs) Uh uh-huh now you've thought about where that anger comes from and you just know that she will be okay if she has a couple decades of therapy I think that's probably fair All right. Well, I feel like that's a fine place to wrap up this mini-sode. I think so, too. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes, we really appreciate all of our listeners. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast, and be sure to stay tuned for our next full-length episode, which will be a surprise. (laughs) Very much looking forward to having you listen to us again. Yes. Well, I am still Elena Hillard, and that's still Cody Hoffman. Sure am. See you later. Bye, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. This episode was edited by the wonderful Brenna Pollock. Bye.